Welcome to New Teacher Talk. I'm Melissa Lawn, CEO of CareTalk Consulting. Today we're jumping into one of my favorite topics, the world of collaborating with co-teachers for success. Have you ever entered a classroom where the general education teacher and the special education teacher were so harmoniously in sync that it resembled this perfectly, beautifully choreographed dance? These classrooms are the stuff of every educator's dream. Students and even guests can't distinguish between the special education teacher from the general education teacher. All students feel equally at ease approaching either teacher for help, and both teachers seamlessly share teaching responsibilities. But here's the twist. This ideal scenario is often more elusive than we like to admit. In reality, the typical co-teaching classroom looks quite different. Generally, the general education teacher takes the lead, where the special education teacher hovers over the room, providing occasional help to students. Now, let me be clear, I am using special education teachers as an example throughout this co-teaching talk, but I want to point out it could easily be an ENL teacher or an instructional coach or related service providers. At some point, the special education teacher might gather a small group and take them over to a separate table. Inadvertently, though, this does signal to the other students that these are the students who might be struggling or even the students who have an IEP or an individualized education plan. Now, before you get disheartened, I understand that this doesn't describe all classrooms, and I'm using a very broad brush here. I'm also very confident that many of you can relate. How do I know this? Because I spent seven years as a special education teacher working with students who then were labeled emotionally disturbed. Later, as I transitioned into administration and I became an observer, I observed countless lessons that followed this script. Sometimes it felt like one teacher was doing hip hop, while other times it felt like the other co-teacher was in like a beautiful ballet. The point is, both of them were doing two different things during the same lesson. Now we'll use this idea of dancing throughout this entire talk today. So why does this happen? Well, I took the time to talk to numerous teachers about this and two recurring themes emerged, relationships and common planning time, or as teachers will say, lack of common planning time. But don't lose hope. If your classroom mirrors this more common scenario and you're yearning for the perfect co-teaching dance, you're in the right place. So let's explore these two areas. To help us navigate this topic, I am drawing on inspiration from the book, Leading the Co-Teaching Dance, Leadership Strategies to Enhance Team Outcomes by Wendy Morosky and Lisa Deeker. So point one, building strong relationships. This is the first step in creating a successful co-teaching dynamic and building strong relationships. Regular communication and trust between co-teachers is essential. However, it doesn't just happen by chance. Building a strong foundation for collaboration must be deliberate and intentional. When I work with schools on creating effective co-teaching classrooms, we begin with an activity called compass points. You can easily Google this and get it for free online. It comes from the Center for Leadership and Educational Equality, or CLE. And it describes this activity as being similar to a Myers-Briggs personality inventory. The compass point activity helps groups understand how work preferences affect group dynamics. 
Another thing that you can use, which I do highly recommend, but it gives a much deeper picture of who you and your co-teacher are, is an assessment called Clifton Strengths. I want to admit, I am a certified Clifton Strengths coach through Gallup, but I do believe after taking many assessments that it is the best tool out there for helping you to understand yourself and anybody you work with. It allows you to gain profound insight into the way that you prefer to get things done. So you can see how that would be really important to a co-teaching relationship. Now, why do you need to do this? Well, you spend approximately 1,500 hours with this person during the school year. So you want to get to know them. And you might be saying right now, but Melissa, I don't even have the time to plan with my teacher. And now you're asking me to sit down and take an entire planning period to get to know them. My answer is yes. Front-loading time for getting to know each other is vital to a co-teaching relationship. It's an investment that pays off in the end. Think of it as like gorilla glue that holds your co-teaching partnership together. If you don't make this investment early, your co-teaching partnership runs the risk of never fully adhering, leaving it flimsy or even worse, falling apart. The other reason why you should use a tool like the Compass Points or Clifton Strengths is because it provides valuable data. The results offer an objective starting point for your conversation. Listen, data is neutral. It helps you to explore who you are as people, how you think, how you act, how you behave, and most importantly, how you prefer to get things done. It's just so essential to a co-teaching partnership. The next foundational step to making a co-teacher relationship successful is common planning time. In the perfect co-teaching dance, both educators share teaching responsibilities equally. This means both teachers plan lessons together teach together, and assess student progress as a united team. It's a collaborative approach where each teacher's expertise shine in a way that benefits all students in the classroom. But let's be honest, achieving this level of collaboration is challenging if you and your co-teacher aren't taking the time to plan together. Put simply, if you don't plan together, you can't dance together. This is the classroom I walk into and I see one teacher maybe doing the Dougie and the other teacher doing the Cupid Shuffle. You see what I mean? It's not cute and it's definitely not a team. So let's talk about it. Common planning time is the lifeblood of effective co-teaching. It's during these planning sessions that you and your co-teacher align your goals. You discuss teaching strategies and identify ways to best support your students. Remember, You each have a particular lens you bring to the classroom. They don't need both of you in a classroom if you act like the same person. You each have expertise that students need for you to use in order for them to learn best. In essence, common planning time is the foundation upon which the co-teacher dance is built. Okay, so going back to our dance analogy, imagine showing up to a dance competition and you and your partner have never rehearsed the dance you're about to perform. Yeah, eek. I cringe just thinking about it, but I would cringe even worse looking at something like that. That's what co-teaching classrooms look like when you don't plan together. You have to be intentional and deliberate about the planning. Creating space for regular, 
meaningful planning sessions is critical. It needs to be a non-negotiable. It also needs to be part of your weekly co-teaching routine. Yes, I said non-negotiable. Without it, you'll default to drive-by planning sessions. You know the ones I'm talking about, those hasty morning meetings where you say, I was thinking we could just about 20 minutes before the students walk in. We've all been there. During your non-negotiable planning sessions, you can brainstorm lesson ideas, adapt materials to meet individual student needs, and ensure both teachers are on the same page when it comes to teaching and assessing students. This is when the lesson actually becomes a dance. Here is when you start talking about those co-teaching moves. It might sound something like, I'll open up with a mini lesson on verbs, but we should probably team teach during this part. Oh yeah, and you can chime in and ask questions that the students are thinking, and then maybe we could parallel teach. That way we can divide and conquer and still give more individualized attention. See, now we're dancing. This is what I want to see. It's important that during your planning time, you don't shy away from accepting feedback either. It's a very valuable time to reflect on past lessons and accept feedback from your co-teacher. This actually strengthens your partnership. So to wrap it all up, how do you get started? Well, again, first find an assessment that will help you engage in a meaningful conversation with your co-teacher about each of you and what you prefer and how you think and how you behave. Second, establish a standing weekly collaborative planning time. This is your dedicated space for uninterrupted planning to benefit your students. Remember, collaboration isn't just about being in the same room. It's about working together to create a harmonious and inclusive learning environment. The perfect co-teacher dance is within reach. And with the right steps, you and your co-teacher will be performing a choreographed routine like seasoned pros on the dance floor. Thank you for joining us on this episode of New Teacher Talk. I hope you found these insights on collaborating with co-teachers for success to be valuable. If you've enjoyed this episode, consider becoming a regular follower of this podcast. And always remember that as a new teacher, we're here to support you.